Welcome to Leadership 2020. I'm Claire Carpenter. I'm joined today by Chris Blackwell. Chris is the founder of an organisation called Purpose-Led Performance and has a background in senior leadership roles um, with businesses delivering public services. Chris, thank you, first of all, for joining me today. It's nice to be here. Lovely to see you. I think it would be really interesting to understand first about that transition. So how did you make the move from being in those senior leadership roles into running your own organisation specifically around purpose? It's it's a, a long story, but I'll keep it pretty short. Mm-hmm. So I spent probably most of the last 10 years running organisations, either delivering services on behalf of government or to government, things like education, employment, disability services. I sort of got into senior leadership by accident. So mm-hmm. I got my first proper grown-up job when I was 25. So I obviously did some work before then, but I'd kind of been bumping around and had some interesting adventures. I had a year in a Buddhist monastery in India, a couple of years in Japan. But then I got this job, which was an employment advisor. And I was working with my own caseload of people who were unemployed, and I was helping them into work. And I loved that job. It was brilliant. And it was a brilliant business. And just by accident, it was a small organization when I joined, 40 or 50 people. And by being in a in a good organization and a good uh, business summit I really loved doing six and a half years later it had grown to 500 people I was the chief operating officer and a couple of years after that I sat around the boardroom table with the world's highest paid accountant who was the chair of the board and the first lady of Australia who was the person who founded the business so it it was a bit of an accidental journey to becoming a senior leader and it started by becoming an employment advisor and from there I've held MD and CEO roles of, of different businesses now the vast majority of my career, I've been fortunate to be in purpose-led organizations. Mm-hmm. At the time, you don't really realize it. And it took going to a couple of other organizations where maybe it was absent for me to really appreciate the power of purpose and the integral role that it can play in helping organizations perform at a really high level. Also, I'm fascinated by where this comes from. So you talk about purpose-led organizations. Mm-hmm. Where does the purpose come from in the first place? So so maybe it's, it's useful to start at the very most basic level and think about what is the definition of purpose. Mm. And so on the train down today, I got my, my phone out and, and looked it up. So the definition of purpose, so actually two definitions are both relevant. So the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. And so from an organisational perspective... Purpose is about the reason why that organization exists. Mm -hmm. The second definition is more about an individual, a person's sense or resolve or determination. So purpose has got a a double meaning. Now, that secondary one is a hint to why purpose helps. But but actually, every organization, be they private sector, be they voluntary sector, be they public sector, has a reason for their existence. Not many of them know what that reason is sometimes, or they've lost the clarity of that. But it's fairly fundamental for every organisation. They should be able to answer the question, why do you exist? Mm. And is it easier for some than others, do you think, to do that? Yes and no, because I think there, there is an assumption. So, so I think a lot of people would assume charities are by definition purpose-driven. 
or public sector organisations are by definition purpose-driven. But actually, mm-hmm. particularly with the public sector, so I've worked alongside and in the public sector and, and, and along them for a long time, I actually think the public sector is massively missing a trick because it's the exception rather than the rule that public sector organisations are purpose-driven. I think it's easier for organisations that are small to be more purpose-driven because there's more clarity I think it's also easier when you have a very, very strong mission. But even if you've got a strong mission, things can kind of get in the way. There's the the famous Simon Sinek video that the sort of is it's quite a few years old now, but mm. the, they, start start, the, the, the they start with why, mm. and he starts on the outside, and he sort of says, well, so, you know organizations often focus on what, what do we do, mm. and then you come in a little bit, and they focus with, well, how do we do it? And I think there's a there's a clue there of why it can be difficult sometimes to focus on your purpose because you can get distracted by the what and the how. Mm-hmm. And particularly in organizations that are very large and very complex, you get completely consumed with the what and the how. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to lose sight of the why. Yeah. I'm really thinking about um, some of the public sector organizations that from an outward point of view, from an external point of view, have a really clear purpose. Yeah. So perhaps as a customer of that organization or a user of that service, for example, it seems obvious to me what the purpose of that organization is. But when yeah. I'm in it, perhaps I'm doing what you've just described. I'm lost in the what and the how of yeah. being part of a highly administered perhaps political environment yes where i lose my why if you think say the nhs is a really good example so why does the nhs exist Mm. it exists to help people get better and you should argue now as well that it it should exist to help keep people well and it's full of people where that is their life's vocation Mm. however I guess the first thing to say is the NHS is not a single organisation. It's a collection of lots of different organisations. I don't want to be critical of public services, actually, because for me it's more about a missed opportunity and there Mm. are some some public sector organisations doing it really, really well. But it's trying to understand, well, what's getting in the way? Sometimes it is the politics. So I think within the public sector, you know, since austerity in 2008, lots of cuts and lots of people focused on, on those cuts there's just a, a high degree of complexity and bureaucracy that exists. And, and actually, I had a very interesting conversation with, with somebody the other day. He's actually, he's a lord now, but he's, uh, he used to, had a career in politics and before that had a career in the NHS. And he was saying that actually he found it difficult because his focus was the outcomes. What are the outcomes that were there to achieve? And he said he got, used to get very frustrated because he would be sat in meetings and, you know, there would be stuff and conversations going on which were nothing to do with the outcomes that they were there to achieve. And he was much braver than me. So he said, well, I used to, at that point, he'd reached the senior leadership level. He used to say, I used to leave meetings and say, what we're talking about is nothing about the outcomes we're here to achieve. So I'm leaving. I don't know if I have the courage to do that. But I think that's a good illustration. Is how much time in organizations is spent talking about stuff which is not really about the outcomes you're there to achieve or why the organisation exists. So I think it's quite easy to lose your way. Are outcomes the result of the purpose or are outcomes the purpose? This is quite a philosophical question perhaps. Yeah, I I would say they're separate from the purpose. Mm. I I would say they come from the purpose really. So, you know, why do you exist? The outcomes are are probably a measure of whether you're doing what you should be doing. Mm. Now, you mentioned a, a few moments ago that 
it's sometimes easier for smaller organisations to be really clear about what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. Is that something that gets lost, do you think, in growth as more and more people come in? Does the purpose get diluted? I think it can do, yes. I, I think it's about complexity and it's also about stuff becoming routine. Mm. And one of the things that I think is incredibly important is actually get clarity of what your purpose is and then talk about it all the time. And if you do that, it keeps it at the forefront of the mind because I think what goes wrong is we all do it. We all get stuck into routine. We all get stuck into the everyday things. Even if you're working, you know, doing exceptional things, if it's what you do every day, you stop seeing it in that way. Mm. And there's a difference, isn't there, between purpose and the and the sort of corporate mission statement that's on the wall in reception. Yes. How do leaders then bring purpose to life, as you've described? So for me, I think the the starting point is asking the question and getting clarity and doing that in an engaging way with the organization, checking with everybody, getting people involved in the conversation. What is our purpose? What are we here to do? And Mm. checking. Once you've got it, I think the first point is creating a language around it. This is what we're here to do. For me, purpose creates a clarity and it enables you to keep coming back to why are we here oh it's about this Mm -hmm. if you then structure that into your organization both how you talk about things how you measure performance how you recognize performance how people lead team meetings if it permeates everything that you do because it's clear it's simple it's engaging and then it, it you build it into the fabric of your culture and how you run the business, then it's it's there and it's strong and it's at the forefront. You talk about, because you could talk about vision and mission and you talk about purpose. Again, I would go back to purpose is the reason you exist. Mm. Vision is where you want to go. They're related, but they're not the same thing. And the mission is how, how you're going to do it. Yeah. I'm wondering about how an individual's purpose links into a corporate purpose. Well, I think this is where if you do it right, this is where you start to really uh, unleash the potential in your organization. Purpose is the reason you exist. So reason suggests it's a reason for someone. And so for me, you can break it down a really simple level. There are three three levels of stakeholder. There are the owners of the business or the people who are ultimately responsible for governing the organization, if it's a charity or it's public sector. There are the people who work in the business the employees, and then there are the customers. If an organization has a really clear purpose, it actually helps you attract the right employees because they can see this is a purpose, there's an alignment. And so if you recruit people, first of all, if you're clear about your purpose, and secondly, you then have that as part of your recruitment purpose, so it's clear, you start to attract people where there's alignment between their personal purpose and the purpose of the organization Mm. that then starts to create some magic when it comes to performance so is there a link then between purpose and values i'm sort of hearing that in what you're saying yeah again values are linked to purpose they're not the same thing so i guess people with values would be attracted to an organization based upon what it was trying to do if it aligned with their values they'd want to go and work there I think there's lots of stats out there about how disengaged large proportions of the workforce are. And to me, that's illustrative of the disconnect between organisations having a purpose and that aligning with the purpose of the people that work there. Mm. 
Like I'm, I'm remembering a story that is probably not true, but it's about when one of the presidents of the United States was visiting NASA. Yes. Do you know this story? Don't yeah, you? the janitor. And he meets the janitor and says, hey, what is it that you do around here, buddy? And the guy goes, you know, I help put men on the moon. Yeah. And there's a real clear clear sense of purpose there, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's that's a great illustration. So purpose is, is in the zeitgeist at the moment, and there's lots of people writing about it. And a lot of that focus is about purpose is important for organizations because their customers are going to want organizations to be purpose-driven yeah. or because the younger generations coming through are going to want to work for purpose-driven organizations. And that's all true. My focus through experience is that's definitely true, but also it's really practical if you want to have a high-performing organization. And that story illustrates what I would call alignment. So if everybody is clear we're all working towards the same goal, that alignment just creates a focus. And all of a sudden, things that are irrelevant fall aside because everybody's pulling in the same direction. And I think in big organizations, you'd be amazed just how it can work that everybody's pulling against each other. So I always talk about sales and operations. Yeah, uh, that There's always a conflict. And sales always say, operations, why don't you deliver what we sell? And operations say, sales, why don't you sell what we can deliver yeah. they're pulling against each other was actually when they're aligned to well we're here to do this then actually you get a much better conversation because it's it's then it's not us against you it's us together yeah. trying to achieve the purpose of the organization yeah and i think you definitely see that don't you in that sort of cross-functional battlefield of you yes. know, sales and ops sales and finance yeah. finance and ops yeah it's all over, isn't it? In yeah, some yeah. in some big organisations, it does feel like they're the little kingdoms rather yeah. than all working towards yeah. the same goal. Everybody other than us is against us, but we're the ones who who make sense. Was actually when you start to talk about purpose, it, it gives because there are inevitably tensions that exist across departments and and tensions that exist between functions, yeah. um, and that's healthy. Having the purpose enables you to balance those tensions in a positive and constructive way because you want sales going out there pushing the envelope but at the same time but you want operations to be focused on how do we do it better and when you get everybody talking about well what we're here to do and what's our purpose that kind of helps bring them together I think. So thinking about how an organization might do this with real impact yeah. where does ownership of that start is it with the chief exec? It's really easy, actually. You start by asking people in the organization, what is our purpose? Mm. And if you find that people don't know or can't, uh, I guess, talk about it, and often you'll find that chief execs don't know or can't articulate it, then, then actually then you do start at the top. But the key thing is the conversation should involve everybody in the organization. I would say one aspect of, of leadership is providing direction for the organization. Again, I don't think it works to sort of have a somebody at the top, you know, say, we've come up with a new purpose and it is this. Now, everybody deliver in line with our new purpose. <laughs> you know, it's got to be real. I think I will. It's got to be authentic. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've been there. Mm. And it does feel sometimes a bit like sort of marketing speak, doesn't it, when yeah. it's presented like that? Yeah, and, that, and I think that's the risk at the moment. It is it is the zeitgeist. So mm. all of a sudden, big business is waking up to, you know, we've got to be purpose-driven because consumers want us to be purpose-driven. If we were making guns and we said our purpose is world peace, yeah. very quickly it's, it's going to become apparent to people there that, that we're paying lip service. Better to not do it at all, I presume. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about how 
purpose is reflected and I can't help thinking about that incredible book by Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning and the, the thing about the strength and the power behind purpose from yeah. an individual point of view as yeah. well as from a corporate point of view. Yes. Have you seen that in the organisations that you're working Absolutely. with? Absolutely. Purpose-led performance is two things really that I'm passionate about. Mm. And for me, the two sort of come together. So how do you get a high-performing organisation? You need people to be motivated and focused and to want to go to the next level to push themselves. It's not easy to be high-performing. It's not easy to do better constantly. And that takes a, a high degree of intrinsic motivation from people. Yes. And so that's where it comes through. And I, I guess earlier I talked about purpose is not just about the reason for existence. It's also about what motivates you to do things at an individual level. And if you can align those two things, I think that's what really starts to engage employees, to make them want to work harder, to, to take responsibility, mm. to be really invested in the success and take ownership of the organization. Thinking about you, what you're talking about there in terms of intrinsic motivation, as Daniel Pink says, doesn't he, that but there's that sense of fulfillment that's really important, regardless of how mundane or routine the task is that your yeah. role means you undertake every day. Yeah. With that sense of purpose comes a sense of fulfillment, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. And that's a huge intrinsic motivator. Yeah, it's massive. And it goes back to your story earlier about the janitor. What are you doing? I'm helping put man on the moon. Yeah. It's inspirational if you're putting man on the moon because you're part of something bigger. Yeah. So where you've seen organisations do this really well, mm -hmm. what have they actually done to do that? First point is, is really easy. It's, it's, it's having a clear and explicit purpose. Articulating it, stating it, setting out to people, this is how we work. Then it's, it's about setting the expectation that everything comes back to that. It's creating a connection that runs through the organization. So whether you're the leader, whether you're chief exec, whether you're a manager, whether you're you know, working delivering services, everybody in the organization should be able to articulate how what they does contributes to the bigger picture. Mm. If everybody in the organization buys into that purpose, then by definition, whatever you do, you will celebrate. So if you if you make bikes and you want your purpose is making the world's best bikes, but all of your staff are passionate about bikes and they want to make the world's best bikes, then actually it is going to be a point of celebration when you create, you know, somebody rides your bike and wins a race or you come up with something that knocks a second off the lap that you can do. So so, yeah. so again, it's, it's that alignment point, it, building it into your HR systems and structures, how you recruit people. Yeah. It's so interesting, isn't it? There's a terribly old-fashioned methodology of reward and punishment in terms of, you know, carrot and stick yeah. type of incentivizing people. Yeah. And... I'm wondering if you see any sort of generational differences in people who are really getting purpose at the heart of what they're doing. I've spent a lot of the last five or six years in quite big organisations. In the last eight months, I've been working with a much wider variety of organisations, more startups, more smaller organisations. And I'm definitely seeing that there's a lot of very motivated and energetic younger people who who have a passion for something and that's mm. what they're going to do but i think there's something really interesting here about our preconceptions about different generations as well so you know purpose is really important for me for example and i certainly don't fall into the millennial category yeah. or anything like that but it's always been important for me but i'm not sure if i felt like i had permission to say that yeah 20 years ago 
And so I'm thinking about how do organisations now then free people up to say what's really important to them and to help the organisation generate or develop a purpose that really engages the whole workforce? It's a really interesting and difficult question, I think. Giving employees a voice is really important for any organization. I think I think there is a tendency and a risk to think that actually all the decisions need to be made from the top and stuff needs to be pushed down within the organization. And I, I don't think that works particularly effectively. And I think the bigger the organization gets, the stronger that tendency grows to go command and control structure and the more that disengages people. Having mechanisms for people to be able to talk about what's important and what they do and how they do it, giving employees permission to flag up when things are not working and why they're working. For me, it's all part of the same package. If you are strong and clear what your purpose is and you enlist the organization in achieving that, then the the added benefit you get is you can start to get everybody in the organization starts to take accountability for making things happen. Mm. When I've been in organizations that worked in that way and led organizations that worked in that way, it's incredible because all of a sudden you've got hundreds of brains all thinking about how do we make it better? Yeah. As opposed to thinking this small group of people need to sit here and come up with solutions to things that they're now quite distant from. Yeah, and it's sort of linked to the vulnerability of the leader, isn't it, as well? Being bravely vulnerable, I want to say, and allowing people to really say what's going on for them as opposed to what they think you want to hear. Yes. How do businesses that you've worked with teach and empower their leadership team to celebrate success, as you've described, and to highlight behaviour which supports purpose? Because I think sometimes we're not very good at taking compliments very well either or receiving praise sometimes. I think the best organisations that I've seen, first of all, the senior leaders accept that their role is not to make all the decisions and to make everything happen. Their role is to create the conditions for their workforce and the people within the business. I'd like to say that I've walked that walk mm. uh, and I have definitely, but I can also see times when I haven't. And it's it's embracing letting go as a leader and encouraging the organization. You know, for me, it's always been really important to ask of the organization, well, what do you want to do and how do we, how should we do it? Yeah. Uh, working with senior leaders, giving them the tools and the permission to do that, encouraging them to do that. And it's, you know, it's quite easy to some degree. You can start by doing town halls. I would always recommend the senior leaders get out into their business as much as possible and ask questions like, what can I do to make your job easier? What are the challenges at the moment? And just listen. It's all well and good sat in a room looking at a spreadsheet or looking at multiple spreadsheets kind of going oh we've got an issue here it's a very different thing to kind of get out into the organization and to ask questions and to listen to people Mm. and that starts to give people permission so just thinking about i I keep coming back to the name of your organization purpose-led performance i'm thinking about the examples that you've seen Mm -hmm. in your work of how quickly performance can follow clarity and purpose because pace is everything at the moment isn't it it? we're always talking about it can you see that having a real difference quickly absolutely because i think with purpose comes clarity and with clarity what you get is the ability to focus and prioritize Uh 
we live in a very complicated and busy world. And one of the issues that I see in organisations is people are trying to do too many things. And actually, if you can simplify and focus on doing higher priority things, then performance really takes off. And purpose is a tool that enables you to simplify because you say, this is what matters. And it gives you a very practical tool to say, is this helping us achieve X, which X is the purpose? And if not, why are we doing it? Mm. And have you seen different measures come into place? So I'm just wondering if the measure of performance has been impacted as a result of the of the clarity of the purpose. So for me, the, the, there's a really good example out there. There's an organization, I can't pronounce it properly, but I think it's called Bertzog. It's a very famous organization from the Netherlands yeah. who do home care. And I was reading an article about them recently, and one of the things was about their targets. So so they've kind of grown from nothing to 15,000 people. They've completely taken over the sort of home and social care market, and everybody wants to go and work for them. They deliver everything at a much higher level, at a much cheaper cost. It sort of kind of breaks everything that people think is traditional. But one of the things that I found interesting is their targets were so simple. So how they measured success was on three things. And they really got right to the heart of what the organization was about. So it's about utilization of their workforce. And the vast majority of their workforce are frontline practitioners. So how much of their time is spent doing the caring? And they've got an idea that says it should be at this level. So I think with targeting, purpose can really help you simplify. I think targets work when they're really simple. If you can't understand, and I've walked into organizations where I've inherited 28 different measures of things that were measured on and none of them were really obvious about how it was helping us succeed and it was taking a huge amount of effort to produce taking a huge amount of effort for people to achieve because they were being measured on it so you know that's how they were spending their time so so i think purpose can help support simplicity it doesn't guarantee it but the clarity around about purpose can help you really Uh, And that's one of the things I'd recommend to people is actually make sure that if you use targets within your organization, make them as clear and as simple as possible. And that way, again, you focus your efforts all on the things that matter. Yeah. And I guess there's something there about stripping out the pointless things, isn't there? Yes. You know, people say, well, this is pointless. Why am I doing it? Yeah. Many people would be able to immediately identify two or three things that they are tasked to do. 17 or 20 things, I would say. That, that they don't, <laughs> I'm being kind. Um, and they'll think, why am I doing this? Yeah. I literally have no idea why I'm doing this. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's really it's really interesting. So one of the exercises, so, so I've been working with quite a few senior leaders at the moment, And one of the exercises I get them to do is I say, write down all of your top priority things and do them in order. So one is highest priority. So firstly, there's generally 20 things on the list. And then they say, well, no, these are all equally important. And I really challenge people and say, well, well, by definition, a prioritization exercise is is about relativity. So you're going to I'm going to force you. So you have to say what's number one, number two, number three, et cetera. So so firstly, People are trying to do too much. There are too many things on the list. But when you get people to list it down in priority, the next thing then I ask the people to do is say, well, in order to do these things well and to achieve them, how much time do you need to dedicate to each one of them? Mm-hmm. And so go down the list and once you hit 100% of your time, stop. And so typically people get no, you know, probably get down to three or four or five. And then they run out of time. And then 
what I encourage people to do, and you know, people find this really difficult, is to say, these are your top priority things, and you need to dedicate this much time to them. Everything else below it, by definition, you don't have time to do, and you've got three choices. You can either delay it, you can delegate it and ask somebody else to do it, or don't do it. Yeah. But that's killing organizations and killing leaders at the moment, trying to do too many things yeah. and not succeeding. So again, just having that clarity. So I'm just thinking now in terms of summarizing what people might be able to do if they feel like purpose is lacking for them and for their organization. What advice do you have to offer somebody who feels like they could have further clarity around that? What should they do? I guess I would I would sort of split it a little bit. If you're a senior leader thinking, I don't know what the purpose of the organization is, mm-hmm. the advice is a little bit easier because it's, well, go and discover it. Go on the discovery with your teams yeah. and start to build it in. If you're working for an organization where the purpose isn't clear, then ask questions mm-hmm. and see if you can get to it. I think ultimately, if you're an organization where it's not clear and it's important to you that there is a purpose, then go and find somewhere where you can work. Life is too short. We spend so much time at work. Then really you should do something that aligns with what you want to do. Because I think one of the benefits of purpose-driven organizations is they're better employers, their staff are more engaged, people are more involved. And so if you're an organization where you feel disengaged, you don't feel listened to, it isn't clear what the purpose is, and it doesn't really align with your values, go find somewhere that does. Even if it's just from a purely selfish perspective, if you don't have a purpose or if your purpose is only making money, recognize that's not really going to engage your staff. It's going to have some issues and it is going to be increasingly difficult for you to attract and retain talent. Yeah. And it comes like I'm thinking about even, you know, Maslow's hierarchy, I don't know, 80, 90 years ago, he was talking about the sense of purpose being... A really important part of our motivation today there's still so much more research done around that isn't there you yes. know happy people are successful so there's Annie McKee doesn't she yep. and yeah. how will I be happy in an organization which doesn't have a purpose or doesn't reflect a purpose that I understand yeah and, and feel part of and, and the, the the sad fact is at the moment the critical mass of our workforce is in that situation mm. they are dissatisfied they're not engaged works just something to be endured but increasingly people are becoming aware that that's you don't have to put up with that Mm. so great if you can change it from the inside out by initiating those conversations increasingly more and more organizations are waking up to the fact that it's important and and they're doing something about it and not just paying lip service yeah but the the economy is becoming much more flexible we have such high levels of employment if we are to retain key people in our business we need to have that don't we yeah thank you so much that's something that's a hugely important conversation and one to go away and reflect on i think in terms of many people listening to this will be thinking about what that means for them so thank you thank you thank you Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Smart Speaker, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave a rating and review to help others find out about the show. This is a Podo podcast produced by Nick Hilton in association with Corndell. Thank you.